Welcome to Everything EFL. My name's Erin O'Byrne, and I firmly believe that you as a teacher are special, amazing, creative, and passionate. But it's very easy to get burnt out and overwhelmed. With my podcast and my teacher training, I aim to help you avoid burnout and cut down on your prep time so you can unleash your creativity and enjoy your work more mindfully. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, you gorgeous teacher. You are most welcome. I am so delighted to have you and I hope you stick around and you join just at the right time. Welcome to my mini series within a series cornerstones of learning. Now, because we go every couple of weeks, this is going to bring us all the way up to December, which I'm delighted about. Now, what's the reason behind this? Well, I find that there's often a focus on language content and box ticking. Think of those words like syllabus, exams, grammar, vocabulary lists, all the words that make my hair go a little greyer each time I hear them. Look, I'm not saying they're dirty words, but I just feel like we often get bogged down in these concepts. Add to that the pressure of some teachers, like mainstream teachers, you know, they've got, what, 50 minutes a week or twice a week to, you know, get the present perfect. All right, done. Comparatives, done. Uh, 15 words connected with family, done. Moving on. Um, All this needs to be done more lexically. And as you know, this is an approach I'm into, and I will be talking about that later on in the series and on my social media videos from probably next week. So keep an eye on that. But some things can't be lexical. They can't be grammatical. And these are the things I'll be addressing mostly in this series. And I really hope I have your ear all the way up until the end. So I just want you to step back and think about what our learners are actually learning apart from grammar and vocabulary. What are we teaching them? Why aren't some students as engaged as we would like? Are we giving our students the necessary tools to learn? Surely this comes before the language, no? If you're not fostering an environment conducive to optimal learning, it's like pouring water into a blocked drain. How much water is going to get through if the drain isn't fully open and clear? Or imagine my favourite activity, that was sarcasm, assembling a flat pack piece of shelving from Ikea. You have the shelves, you have that back bit, you have the top and and the bottom, but you don't have any screws, a hammer or any of those crappy little L-shaped Allen keys. Anyway, enough analogies. I think you get the idea. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, but time is an issue, especially with mainstream teachers. But maybe we have to make time and keep these concepts going throughout. So the stuff that I'm going to talk about, you know, it's not just enough to do this kind of stuff at the beginning to get to know your students. This is stuff that we have to keep going throughout the year or throughout the course. It's a process. More on that statement in a bit. So this series of minisodes will go through what I consider to be the cornerstones or pillars of teaching and learning. And this is based on years of teaching and some epiphanies I've had along the way. I believe it's a no-nonsense, common-sense approach that all teachers can implement. And this is the best bit with low to no prep. It's more of a mindset shift than anything else. It's all what I call human-centred, not student-centred. At the end of the day, you can prep all you want and make these amazing lessons that's all communicative and student-centred and blah, blah, blah. But what's the point if your students don't have the right mindset, if they're not motivated, if they're not engaged? And what if you don't have the right mindset? There's only so much you're going to achieve. I think these values will resonate because we're all on the same page and I like to imagine you're all listening and kind of nodding your way through this series. 
Now, the order, it's very hard to rank them, so don't read into the order of these episodes too much. Just just take each one as it comes and think about how they might relate to each other, because some of them definitely are related, and what needs addressing in your particular situation. And with a particular class, you know, you might have one class who are amazing and another class who, you know, you dread going into. Take one thing from each episode and try it out. And I mean that. I'm going to issue you a little challenge at the end of each episode. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of listening and nodding if you're not going to take action? And I really want you to. I want you to be brave, to try something new, to step out of your comfort zone and join me in this series of Cornerstones of Learning. (laughs) Cornerstone number one. Everything is a process. This is pretty much my mantra. I say it in class almost every day and some students say it back to me without prompting, which is amazing. What does it mean? Well, I just want to kind of just give you some thoughts. This is a bit of a stream of consciousness, really. Um, Let me start with you, because at the end of the day, guys, you are the most important thing to me. Number one, this is not a judgment, by the way. Teachers' mindsets can be at a standstill, um, possibly defeated at the very worst, maybe bored or, you know, stagnated, not really moving forward. Look, there are millions of reasons for this. Uh, We tend to sort of repeat the same lessons. We do what works or at least what hasn't gone hideously wrong. But I say if you haven't had a lesson that's bombed in the last few years, you probably haven't tried anything new. And trying new things is a process in itself. Look, I get it. You're overwhelmed. It takes time to plan and sort of do new research and find new lesson plans and and you're tired and you just want to go home and, you know, professional CPD on a Friday afternoon. Oh, fuck that. Watch a YouTube video about teaching that's longer than two minutes. Give over. Watch a webinar in my own time at the weekend, in the evenings. I don't think so. You know, you really have to push yourself to do this and, and I completely get it. But the good news is you don't have to push yourself too much. If you listen to these episodes for the rest of the year, in all seriousness here, you know, there's a reason why I put out episodes every fortnight. One, initially I was thinking, especially with this series of episodes, why don't I put them out every week? But that's going to be overwhelming for me. And also, I don't want to overwhelm you either. You have enough on your plate. And the challenge that I'm going to give you at the end of each episode means you have two full weeks to do it. Two weeks, one step. Next episode, next step. Small changes, process. And the second thing is like, you know, it's, a, it's kind of about being kind to yourself. Like, are you mindful enough with yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? Most teachers are overworked in some capacity. I mean, a lot of the teachers I work with, they work nine to 5.30 just to pay the rent because Dublin's an absolute freaking nightmare. And they're not thinking about making changes. They're just trying to get through the flipping day. And, you know, again, changing this is a is a process. You need the headspace to do that. And I think that's probably the most difficult thing about changing your mindset or trying something new. It's just the time and you just don't have the headspace to think about that. And I get it. Again, this is why every two weeks, small steps, small change. And thirdly, you know, Adopting better teaching habits, you know, and getting out of this grammar vocabulary funk, you know, this delivering content funk. You know, we have to adopt more humanistic habits. And again, this won't happen immediately. You need to learn how and you need to do it step by step. Process. How about those students then? 
What, what's a process for them? Well, I've got about five ideas. Hear me out. Firstly, learning the language itself. Now, this is a typical story. In fact, this is a true story. Last year, I had a lovely intermediate student, um, but she had given herself, she was low intermediate, she had given herself five months to get up to B2, do an IELTS training course and get a 6.5 or a 7. And I asked her and she said that was basically no other option there. This, this was it. You know, and I'm not saying that can't be done, but I'm saying that is a lot of pressure and a lot of, you know, people, they don't realize how much time it takes um, to learn a language. And it's very dependent on conditions as well. I mean, even though the student was in an English speaking country, she was working in a hotel full time as a cleaner as well. So she's not going to get a huge amount of varied exposure to English there. And the long hours means that, you know, she was coming to class tired and, you know, she was asking me, am I going to be good enough to move to B2 in a few weeks? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Some students, on the other hand of that, on, on the flip side, are, they're very entitled and, and they somehow think that turning up will somehow make them be able to speak amazing English. And applying themselves is a new phenomenon. And again, teaching them that it's a process is a process in itself. I explicitly tell students all the time, learning is a process. Be kind to yourself and be patient with yourself, but put in the work. Don't come to class and think this is enough. Don't expect to learn and remember this immediately. You have to review, you know, repeat. There has to be exposure over and over again in order for your brain to really absorb and the language and then produce it with some measure of accuracy. Secondly, skills. Students a lot of the time don't realise that language learning is a skill. Pronunciation is a skill. Reading, listening, writing. Skills. How do we hone our skills? Time, patience and practice. Process. Thirdly, some students actually forget about the process because they're so focused on the end goal. And don't get me wrong, it's good to have goals. I'm going to talk about that in a future episode. But there has to be a focus on the process. You know, they have to trust the process. I know it's a bit of a wanky buzz phrase, but it's absolutely true. But again, you, know, you have to enjoy it and engaging it. And this is how memories are created. And this is also how language memories are created, making those connections in their brain. You know, they have to get involved. For students' mindset. Now, this isn't for every student, but shy students, you know, you have to shift their mindset. Students, you know, you often hear me go, oh, my English is very bad. And Well, it's not. And, you know, look how far you've come. You've come to this country. You've given up everything. But my point is, I've seen a lot of teachers lose patience with super shy students. And a lot of the time, um, it's a cultural difference. Um, and they just don't know how to deal with them. But, you know, try some empathy first would be my advice. But at the end of the day, you're not going to crack through a lifetime of social conditioning or like bad self-esteem in a week or even four weeks. Process. And the last one, how we wish all our students had good study habits. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I teach adults who are engineers, who are marketers, who are financiers, and they come to school with a bag full of paper and they haven't got a clue where anything is. Um, and also how they know how to put their time to best use when they're not in the class as well. We have to teach them explicitly. We have to have those conversations in class and, and get the ball rolling and start the, what is it? You guessed it, the process. Listen, I'm sure I've missed out quite a few things, but these are just my kind of initial thoughts about how everything is a process. But look, 
If you want to say something about it, DM me, email me if you want. There's a link to my newsletter as well in the show notes um, where I issue you a small challenge every week. So, you know, even when there's no episode, you might get another small challenge or it might be something similar to the one I set you here. But they're always small, they're always achievable and they're always low to no prep because let's say it all together, everything is a... That's right. So your challenge for this week is it's actually more of a just a, a self-reflection exercise. I'm going to ask you some questions and I, I just want you to think about it. How do I teach? What kind of teacher am I? Do I just deliver the content of the course? How well do I know my students? Could I possibly connect with them more? What would I like to change about my teaching? How much time do I have to do this? 15 minutes every two weeks, I hope. Do you feel like you're stagnating a little bit or you're kind of losing passion or you're a bit bored? Is it time for a change? Do you have the will to change? Is that will to change tempered a little bit by overwhelm or lack of energy? Could I maybe make the change just by taking very small steps? Am I ready to engage in the process? Okay, well, look, guys, I hope that resonated with you. And if it did, I'm going to ask you for a small favour. If you're listening to me on iTunes or Spotify, please give me a five-star review. It really pushes me up the ratings. I'm starting to see a bit of traction now with the podcast, finally. But I want more. I want more people listening. I want more teachers listening. And I want to help more teachers. Recommend me to your colleagues. Share any of my social media posts or my stories on your social media. Join my email list. Avail of my Friday freebies. They come out every Friday on my social media. There are five of them and I'm launching... I launched a new one last Friday called Mindful Grammar. Very excited about that. Take a look. And I'm going to be hosting a webinar on the lexical approach soon. And it kind of complements this series because the basic sort of principles of, of what I'm passionate about, I think, are also included in that, in that it reduces overwhelm. It's full of common sense and it makes your life easier and it makes your students' lives easier and it gives them a better understanding of the language. And you will see that the lexical approach does rear its head in this Cornerstone series. And it does have its own episode as well. It will pop up in other episodes. You know, a lot of these concepts that I'm talking about are connected in one sort of delightful symbiotic circle of methodology that just makes sense. So until next time, guys, or, you know, sooner if you sign up to my newsletter, look after yourself, be kind to yourself, and share the love. Bye. <laughs>